Good morning. Welcome to the Celtic Way Morning Briefing Live. It's Wednesday, December the 14th. Quick check there to see where I was, what date it was. Indeed, it's minus seven in East Kilbride, minus six according to Brian Roberts, but there you have it. And I'm joined today, Tony Haggerty, A Haggerty 10 Twitter handle. I'm joined by Sean Martin at Sean Martin TCW and at Aidan, uh, sorry, Aidan McDonald at Aidan C McDonald Twitter handle. Morning, gentlemen. Is it tropical where you are? <laughs> it's a roasting hot minus four, Tony, in Inverclyde. Oh, so. you're, you're beating me by three degrees. <laughs> then we'll see you again, Sean, and all that. Aidan? I don't know the exact temperature, Tony, but I'll just uh, play it safe and say it's very cold. It is cold. No worries. Gentlemen, welcome. Welcome, everybody, to the broadcast. Now, we'll start with our offer, Sean. Yep. Yes, indeed. We'll start with that. It's our Merry Christmas and our festive offer. You can enjoy 25% off the yearly rate, which takes that to a marvellous £26. Or, if you subscribe... You can enjoy two months of full access for everything that's written on the website for just a pound. So you can take whatever offer you want from the December deal. And it's a cracking deal. And all you have to do, as we say every day, is hit the button. www.celticway.co.uk forward slash subscribe. That's www. What did I say there? www.celtic.uk forward slash subscribe. I'll get it right one day, Sean. There you <laughs> have it. It's running along the bottom. There it is now. Www. Celticway.co.uk forward slash subscribe. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Take advantage of that offer, 25% off. You pay £26 for the yearly rate, or it's a pound for two months of full access for everything that's written on the site. Now, gentlemen, we said goodbye to Josip Juranovic in the World Cup last night. Yep. We bowed out to a Lionel Messi-inspired Argentina. Aidan, you were correct. Josip Juranovic went the furthest of the Celtic representatives that were there. Yep. Just, if he was uh, a faller at the semi-final hurdle, even close but no cigar, as they say. Yeah, I mean, obviously, when Messi was playing that well last night, it was always going to be difficult, wasn't it? But Juranovic, uh, I thought he did, he did all right on the night. It was a hard game for Croatia. But, yeah, overall, he's had a, he's had a really good tournament and... Yeah, it was far and away, sort of, Croatia were probably the team that deserved to go furthest out of all the Celtic players. So, yeah, it's he, he's, he's played well, and he'll be really disappointed, but I think probably Croatia, it's fair to say, they overachieved once again, getting to the semi-finals, particularly obviously beating Brazil. So, yeah, no, it's, it's been positive. They do have the third, fourth playoff place against England, yep. Sean, yep. Uh, no, against um, France sorry. or Morocco. Uh, France or Morocco, sorry, yes, uh, there you have it. Yeah. Yeah, um, aye, he's, he's there for another few days. He's obviously he was going to miss the Aberdeen game anyway. I think uh, given given when the semi final was, but uh, the third fourth place playoff. I mean, gets Celtic another couple of pennies in the coffers, I suppose, because he stays a wee a wee extra few days. But well yeah. done to them, to be honest. Well, well done to them again. And in terms of Juranovic, he, he played really well. His stocks risen inordinately. <laughs> yes, well, well, he's been at this World Cup. And I mean, if you run into the greatest player ever, there's no shame in going out, is there, Aiden? Oh, no, exactly. I know. I mean, if it's going to be the funny saying Diego Maradona wasn't there, Diego that Maradona. Was yes, there. indeed, Aiden, still maintaining that Lionel Messi is the goat. <laughs> no, what, what to be fair, what I did say was if he wins the World Cup, then yeah. Okay, so if he does something that Diego Maradona did, yeah. 
Well, yeah. I don't want to talk about the Champions League Stony we've had. And, and and the '86 World Cup, you can't really name any other players. Doesn't it take much to? Doesn't it? Doesn't it take much to trigger it, eh, Tony? Does it? Eh? <laughs> well, 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 the older well, generation well, of me will say Pelly's the greatest of all time. So yeah, it's all it's all subjective and relative, isn't it? But it just gives you a good excuse to flick up the. The charts on, doesn't it? The World Cup predictions. Yes, I shall. Yeah, I shall. I crashed and burned, so I'm taking no further well, part in Tony, the next right. couple of minutes discussion. Hold on, Tony. There is a there is an argument here. There is an argument here that, given that penalty missed the other day, is there an argument that you you have called the biggest flop because you did explicitly use the phrase "if Harry Kane flops, then so will England." I did. Is there I an did. argument that actually you're in the running for biggest flop to be true? There. I, I uh, well. I would say yes, and because uh, I'm Scottish and our old rivals and old enemy is England, I'm claiming that. That's uh, more than an assist, I think you'll find. So I think it's so. still worth a shout for Biggs Flop, to be honest. If they'd, so, win right? well. if they'd win out well, I would have said definitely, but they'd given they were 1-0 up in that game. Obviously, they were quite disappointing, but they did get to the quarter, I suppose. So. No, 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 you're not having that, Aidan, but Harry Kane... Yeah, to be honest, I could, make, I could make an argument that Maranaldo shouts up there as well, no? Uh, causing problems, dropped, replaced yes. by a 21 year old international rookie, popped mm-hmm. out with well. a whimper by Morocco. Does that qualify? Uh, I But on on Juranovic, Aidan uh, and Sean, there is there seems to be different people being linked with him every day, different clubs. I think Torino is the latest name to be yep. thrown into the mix today, Sean, isn't it? Yeah, so, so I see. Um, I think there'll be more than a few suitors. Mm. Uh, it depends on how much clubs bid, I suppose. Ideally, from yes. Celtic's point of view, if you're willing to let them go, you, you want a bid more, is what you want. Um, with the Torino link, I would point out, depending on what your valuation or what the, the valuation you think has gone up to with these World Cup performances, I think Torino's record transfers something like £21 million. Um, for Simone Verde so if you're thinking they're going to break the bank for Juranovic in terms of pay 25 million or so I, I think you might be mistaken with that one with Torino yeah. that's not to say someone else won't go uh, won't go higher that, that's not breaking their bank that kind of thing Well we've discussed about his worth Sean haven't we Aidan Yep yeah, we've, we've, we've spoken about that so I guess it is it is now if if he does leave because Aidan you're, you're hopeful that he stays if he does leave it as to the highest bidder, isn't it, Sean? That's a base Celtic are going to have to operate that. It will, it will be, yeah. That's, that's what it will be. As I say, it would be good uh, if, if Celtic have decided yes, and they probably have given Alistair Johnson's arrival, that they are willing to let Juranovic go. Uh, ideally, you want a bid in Waterbreaker, because then it will just drive that price up even more. And having a good World Cup, even though it is only a small kind of a small sample size, if you want to put it that way, it, it does drive up prices. Um, I think we were all... And even in the wider kind of Celtic community had kind of made our peace that potentially the, the talk of 25 million and stuff back in the summer was perhaps a bit far-fetched. And we were kind of all agreed that, what, 12 to 14 maybe would be realistic, given his performances in the World Cup. If it's an English team as well with that England tax I'm always talking about, there's no reason you can't push that up even further. And as I say, if a bidding war breaks out, you don't know where it'll end. Yeah, that's the hope now, Aidan, is it? That if he does leave, it's the bidding war. Let battle commence. 
<laughs> yeah, I think so. I, obviously, given how well he performed at the tournament, he's going to have plenty of suitors. And like Sean was saying, if it's English Premier League clubs that are particularly interested in him, then you would expect the fee to be, if it's not bang on that £25 million that fans were sort of talking about in the summer, it'll be relatively near that. It could even be over that potentially. So I think in terms of like Celtic taking in money from Juranovic, they're in probably good a position as they're never going to be. Yeah. But Despite all of that, I was still like him stay till the summer. But you know, <laughs> you wrote you wrote an article on that very subject, didn't you, Aidan? Yeah, but well, obviously it was before his performance against Brazil, wasn't it? So I understand mm-hmm. it's probably going to be a lot harder now than it would have been before that quarterfinal performance. I, I agree with that comment earlier. I think that would be a great price for him. I if say, man. You know, I still think between twelve and fifteen is maybe something that would tempt Celtic into doing a sale. If they can get 20 on the back of, you see, that small uh, snapshot mm-hmm. of, of action, you know, that he put himself in the shot window, then that would be excellent. I think that, that would be an outstanding piece of business for Celtic if they could get that kind of figure that most just quoted there. So we'll see what happens. To, to be what fair. do you make of this one, Tony? He's <clears throat> saying it won't necessarily be the highest bidder that gets him. It's all in the players' court. If the team he wants to go to bids 10 million under another team, presumably, yeah, the Celtic lose ten million. He will go where he wants and who pays best. Do you agree with that? Because I've got some issues with that. Hey, I don't necessarily agree with it. No, I don't. Yeah. It's. Uh, I think in terms of uh, Celtic, the highest bidder will get them because they won't agree unless yeah. it meets their criteria in terms of the the fee that they want for them. So and mm-hmm. then they will grant permission for Juranovic to speak. To said club because they'll say they've accepted a bid and then yeah. say Juranovic do you want to speak to said club Juranovic might say I don't want to speak to said club and that's where it becomes a you know mm-hmm. you go back you know you go around in circles but yeah. he's under contract till 2026 yeah. remember so the, I don't I don't agree that it's all on the players court especially where I'm not already with a backup right mm-hmm. back or a, a new right back sorry uh, in the door already I think the club's in a, a really strong position for it there is obviously a say in it for Juranovic but I don't think for a minute, a minute that it's all in the players' court, and especially not if there's a ten million disparity between fees. Correct. You know, so it's uh, you know, and uh, the club might not fancy somewhere, but the clubs that have been linked so far, but with possibly the exception of Torino, mm. the others Atletico Madrid, you know, Manchester United. Uh, there was even talk of Barcelona. Chelsea, Barcelona, stuff like that. So they are things that would probably float Juranovic's boat mm-hmm. and he would be willing to speak to those clubs if any of those clubs were to enter said bidding war or race or whatever. So uh, I'm sure he's I'm sure he's being advised properly. But Celtic are in a strong, strong bargaining position here. You have to say that, Sean. Which goes back yeah. to your mm-hmm. your uh, your always your, your consistent consistency on saying that you know signing longer term deals, you know, mm-hmm. security. Yep. So there you go. Now, I saw a comment earlier which leads us on nicely into the next topic about the George's Jackamacus rumours gathering pace. Now, I've written again mm-hmm. on the website today about George's Jackamacus and. Uh, Great timing, Tony. Great uh, timing. You know what? Twice I've written about <laughs> George's Jackamacus and something's happened. Yeah. I've written about him saying, I think he'll sign. He changes his agent. Then I've written about him saying, again, why just changing his agent have to be bad news? That's the thrust of the piece today. 
mm. and uh, he's been linked with a move to to Saudi Arabia. Now again, I think there's a whiff of agent talk about that, Aiden, and mm -hmm. we're told that he, he wants to go somewhere where he, he feels valued and the weather's better, yet we're also told he's happy in Glasgow. So the thrust of my piece is, is changing agents necessarily a bad thing? Is it, could, it, could it also be a good thing and that he gets the deal that he wants at Celtic because he's happy and he stays? And I'm kind of convinced more than ever now that he might actually stay. So that's my thought on it. Aidan, your thoughts, do you think that's the case or do you think there's no smoke without fire and he wants to leave? You're on mute, Aidan. Oh. Oh, Aidan's been done by the technology, Tony. The young gun, shocking. Well, I'll, I'll just pick up until Aidan's watching. But uh, aye, it was great timing, Tony. To be fair, this new link, whether or not it's accurate, it allows yeah. you to talk about Yakimakis again and more importantly bring up that uh, yeah. that you've weighed back into the debate. Uh, I've put the article in the comments for anybody that wants to read it. But basically, it came after a a conversation we had the other day, didn't it? When, yeah. when the news came out that he had changed agents, the presumption was very, very really? negative. Yeah. Very negative, wasn't it? It seems to be it seemed to be he's changed agents, therefore it's to chase a dream move to England or replace the country as needed, I suppose. Um we had a chat about it and you decided to tackle that presumption head on, eh? Uh, yeah. it, it need not mean bad news for Celtic. Yeah, and that's the thrust of the piece. I, I, I always think that why should these things or what players' actions always be a negative or bad news week? Could it not be good news week? Can he not be doing that in order to secure the, the kind of wages that he wants or the contract that he wants from Celtic? Because it mm -hmm. might be his last big deal. Because you've said he's, he's 27, isn't he? Yeah, well, he's 20, 28 now. Aye. 28 now, yeah. So, and I made the point before that he has a young family as well. Yes, uh, two under two. Yeah. Tony, which is so, uh, a massive factor in whether or not you, you put down roots or, or, yeah. or move. So depending on what you see, you have the agent-driven talk that he's unhappy and feeling undervalued. You have another journalist, a journalist of repute, saying he's very happy in Glasgow. So it depends who you believe, isn't it? And I'm yeah. making the point that you don't hear from agents at all during the season <laughs> until August and January. And, and I guess that that's the job to secure the best possible deal for their clients. But a lot of it is sabre-rattling, which I've said there as well, and a lot of kind of phony politics going on at football clubs between players, agents and, and clubs. You know, and, and the one thing I made, I made it quite clear, and you put a quote tweet out on it, is Ange won't stand for drama. This will get sorted one way or the other. You know, and I... I, I I don't know what kind of player Jackie Marcus is, but I, I read the manager's quotes who say that he's perfectly happy and there's nobody upsetting that apple cart or, or being a disruptive influence. So you can only take from that that the manager still enjoys working with him and he's a big player for Celtic and he's got a good attitude. So there will be no dramas. If Jackie Marcus intimates that he wants to leave he, to the manager, he will leave. If that's that been intimated lie. at all. Because you won't put up with that. Celtic, as, as you and I talk about all the time, Celtic have a domestic treble to win, Sean. 
Well, that's the thing. Yeah, that's that's the priority. And it is, by the way, a priority to treble. I've seen a few comments saying, oh, you can't count your chickens. That's not counting your chickens. That's that's telling you what you're going for. Um, <laughs> and I don't think anybody should be disagreeing that it's a treble they're going for. Um, there might be a hierarchy within that, obviously, but a treble's, a treble's the aim. Uh, but yeah, I think it's it's well worth a well worth a, a read. Tony's piece, as I say, I've put it in the comments, and it does kind of it weighs into a debate that, and it kind of gives a, a perception or gives a, an alternative interpretation of of what the, the the widespread presumption was when he switched agents. Now it might come to pass that he actually yes he, he might want to, he might want to leave, but I think the presumption that just because you switch agents is that's what you're after. I yeah. think it deserves to be tackled, so so I fair, fair play for right now. Shall we add Aidan back and see if he's back in the room? Nah, no, it's not working. He's, he's, uh, it's frozen in some way and, and not let him back in, so he's. Uh, I think he's out of commission until tomorrow then. One back calling him Aidan Marcel Marceau. Those of you who are familiar with the main artist, indeed. Sorry about that, Aidan. That's, a, that's a, a bit of a blow. We're looking forward to hearing your thoughts on various things, but there you go. <laughs> what can we say? Now, Sean, youngster Scott Robertson is also leaving the club. Yeah. He got some game minutes recently, but are you surprised at that, or is that something that was kind of in the pipeline for a while? We've been reading various things down the line about Scott Robertson, hadn't we? So I don't know if it's came as a mighty shocker, to be fair. Uh, I it's it hasn't really worked out at all for him at first team level, really has it? Um, he was in the Champions League squad for numbers' sake, really. Yeah. Uh, and aside from that, he hasn't had a sniff after a decent loan spell down at Tri Alexandra by all accounts. It's likely better for himself, yeah. Um, as well as Celtic, that he gets his career off the ground elsewhere. Of course, the example that if you wanted to make the the case, the example you could point to of Anthony Ralston can give any young struggling Celtic player hope, but in most cases, I would say that would be undue hope, and I think that's probably what it would be for Robertson. The stars aligned for Ralston to get his extra year deal, yep. and they aligned even more so that he could get game time, and after that, to his credit, he grabbed that chance with both hands. It doesn't happen often, uh, so I, I, th- I think a move away does make sense for Scott Robertson, and it's actually Scott Brown down at Fleetwood who is uh, apparently interested, Tony. Well, Scott Brown will know him, won't he? From his time yep. at Celtic, and uh, so uh, that would that might make sense to Scott Robertson. Wish him all the best in furthering his career elsewhere. It's no shame that he didn't crack his way into the Celtic first team squad mm-hmm. at the minute. It's a hard, hard ask that, isn't it, Sean? It is, and this, this is where we were talking when I wrote the piece about Rocco Vata. Yeah, he's not in the same situation because he's younger. For instance, for a start, he's, he's a good few years younger. Um, so there's not as, as much of an urgency to break into the first team, but I've no doubt that he would like to. Yes. Um, but in terms of the players ahead of you in the queue, central midfield, we spoke about central midfield yesterday, put yeah, up the start and everything. How do you see Scott Robertson getting even slight minutes in there? Um, and then, obviously, with the Rocco Vata situation, the attacking talents out wide in particular, maybe through the middle, especially if Jakimakis leaves, there's a gap to, to, to switch people about. Maida might have more minutes in the centre if Jakimakis leaves, that kind of thing. Uh, leaving minutes out wide for, for someone like Rocco Vata. But with the depth that's there just now, it's going to be very hard for any young player to, to make the breakthrough. Correct. And yeah, and, and uh, as I say, it's uh, there's been many a youngster who's tried, and I don't want to use the word failed, just been 
impossible to make that breakthrough in the flourished elsewhere, Sean. So it's not the end for, for Scott Robertson and hopefully he can pick up the baton and you know and resurrect his career somewhere else. And if it's with Scott Brown, then I think there's a familiarity there and that could be a wise move to go and do that. Uh, David Ferguson coming in saying, I think Vata and Boston Lowell will, uh, Lowell will will step up to the first team squad to fill the European Bears next season. You beat me to it, Sean. I think, I think that's a good shout. I think that's a fair a fair assessment. Yeah. You remember Maurice Jens is on loan at the moment. Kobayashi's come in, so that kind of takes that spot. Depending what you think is going to happen with Stephen Welsh, there might be a spot there, especially for a homegrown. I don't actually know what Lowell will, will count as because he only came from Watford what, a, year, a year ago, year and a half ago, year and a half ago. So I don't know if he would count as a club homegrown player um, at no. that point because he wouldn't have maybe met, met the quota. But certainly um, th- there's gaps there. If James McCarthy leaves as well, that's a that's a, a nation homegrown player that you're you're losing. So there's there's definitely considerations then in terms of what um, what gaps in the squad need filled for that kind of quota. But you look at Scott Robertson this year; he was in that Champions League squad. Did yes. you ever expect him to get any game time in the Champions League? So no. just because just because you can fill that squad role doesn't necessarily mean it's to your benefit yeah here's one from Beach Boy Sean talking about come back to you talking about George's Jack and Marcus do you think Celtic are going to cave in and give George's Jack and Marcus the wages he's demanding after one year into a new five year deal because it's a new agent mm-hmm. you know, he could pick up good money in the English football league which would suit his style hey he's back he's Hello, back sorry about that guys I, I I get what Beach Boys is saying that just because you've switched your agent doesn't necessarily change the the goalposts at all. But I think Tony, your point was still a, a sentient one because it it was basically challenging the perception that because he's changed his agent that means he's going. It, yeah. it doesn't necessarily mean that, and yeah. that was all you were pointing out, wasn't it? I mean, you you made your your feelings clear last week uh, yeah. with the newsletter piece that, in your opinion, there's no reason you can't find an amicable amicable solution yeah. because he's under contract, but it's not exactly unheard of to give somebody a new deal if they're playing well, even if it's only a year in. Yes. Ralston got a new deal within months last year because it was clear he was doing well enough to merit it. And yeah. I realised that there's a, there's, a, there's a disparity in the length of those deals. Ralston was on an extra year, whereas Jack Marcus is already under contract till 2026. But it's the same principle. If you're playing well enough, you will get rewarded for it. Now, the amount of <laughs> remuneration that you get yeah. for it is obviously what, what is up for debate here. I don't think Celtic have said you don't deserve it, just that Maybe not quite to the, yeah. maybe not quite to the extent. So, and that was my caveat. Without breaking the bank, yeah, you know, uh, you you can, you can, as you say, get round the table and, and thrash this out amicably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, given the sort of length that he has got on his contract already, there can be some sort of solution that suits all parties. I think we had mentioned that it's the Yakimakis. You could probably get somebody who is maybe technically a bit better, but it's just trying to replace those goals, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. you need to have, as brilliant as Kyogo is, and I'm a massive fan of him, you play so many games across the season, even now we sell to being out of Europe, there's still so much football to play. Mm-hmm. You need sort of two players of, that are going to be able to get you, you know, 15, 16, or even near enough, like 20 goals each per season. So hopefully it's a situation that can get worked out, but just need to wait and see. Yeah, and, and as I've said before, and I wrote, there's only a few people in the know in this, Sean, mm-hmm. when it comes to this. Yakimakis, his new agent, Michael Nicholson, and Ange Postacoglu, though, those are the four people that will decide ultimately what happens next. Yeah, I, I mean, that, that that's spot on. Yep. Uh, there's a few comments. 
Well, first of all, Aidan, I'll throw it to you. Robert Gibson, if McCarthy left, would anybody notice? That's <clears throat> pretty harsh, but it's probably true. Uh, yeah, I don't like squat the guy too much, but I, I think that's probably a fair, a fair statement given the sort of limited game time. Wait, he's injured though, isn't he? So, I'm pretty sure at the moment. Uh, it just about well, he was, but I don't know if he still is. But regardless, he's hamstring or something. So, it's uh, like, so I don't know if he'd be able to sell. He's, he's been but, fit for a lot. I don't think. Well, yeah. I don't think he'd be getting sold. I think it would be getting like the end of his contract, uh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. released yeah. or whatever. But yeah. I think uh, he was, and this is where it kind of comes back to last season. He was in like the vast majority of squads. He just he just doesn't get picked, um, which is almost. I mean, is there much of a difference? No, nah, yeah. not not really. To be fair, it's probably he is probably on the road out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Uh, <clears throat> pardon me. Um, <laughs> Billy subs Grant saying Aiden's acting like a boomer. I don't know if that's because he thought you maybe took a temper tantrum, Aiden, and just left. <laughs> no, I'm away. I'm away. Don't like the questioning. Don't like the line. Of course, yeah, maybe didn't like the, the line of questioning from your old dad here. But uh, yes, indeed. But no, that was uh, that was unfortunate. We're at the mercy of technology always, aren't we, guys? And these things happen. So yeah, Robert, I did notice that comment. Aiden speaks. For those of a certain vintage, they'll realise it's a. Pastiche of Harpo Speaks, who was one of the Marx Brothers who didn't speak, and that was his autobiography was called Harpo Speaks. So there you go. Nowadays, a school day, Tony. We better have a knowledge, we better knowledge and education for you there, Aiden, only because I did my dissertation at uni back in the day on the films of the Marx Brothers, so I know these things. So there you go. Yeah, Michael Ross just coming in, Tony saying he's an excellent striker and he'll be sad to see him leave if he leaves, which I suppose is getting to the crux of the matter, isn't it? Yeah. He is an excellent striker for Celtic, he's, he did really, really well. Do you know what? I, I make the point. I would be more inclined to, you know, believe things that are written if the player had come out and said it, or the manager had said it, or there was friction there. Nobody, as, as I say in that article, is, you know, you haven't read this. This is all, you know, it's all came from nowhere, from various agencies and agents. And it's that time of year, I guess. You know, but I. Jack and Marcus doesn't strike me as being unhappy. The manager doesn't strike me as being unhappy with him. But the first hint of that, he will leave because mm. the managers just won't put up with that. And and I think uh, that he'll be the, the striker will be told that in no uncertain terms. But yeah, Jack and Marcus has got a bit of arrogance about him. But he does it the right way. He takes it out on people in the park, Scottish opposition defences. So and when he speaks, you know he's a, he's a confident guy. So I. You know, I, I I like George's Jack as a striker. I want him to stay. Mm-hmm. I want him to sign a new deal. But again, if the situation isn't right, then he won't. But the manager will be he'll be the first to say, right, okay, pattern of the ways. Because nothing will deviate him from trying to win the domestic treble this season and then having another crack at the Champions League. And again, Celtic will have someone lined up to come in if Jack does leave. But I, I don't, I don't particularly want him to leave because as Aidan said there, it's the goals mm-hmm. that you will find hard to replace, and the quality of them as well. See, that's the thing to me, and this is what I've, I've been kind of consistent with. This was it does the most quantifiable thing you can do on a part, which is put the ball in the net, right? Could you feasibly find someone with his profile to come in if he does want to leave and you sell him? You, you could. Celtic can. It's within their range to get someone like that. But would you not argue that Albin Ayeti was meant to be that guy as well? So sometimes 
just finding that someone who fits a profile isn't enough. You need someone maybe the the, the kind of the intangibles that will be able to come in and thrive at a club like Celtic, which not everyone will. Jackie has. He's adjusted very quickly um, after injuries at the start and stuff. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean that because he has replaceable attributes that you will be able to replace them. And don't remember, don't forget that last year in that running, he did quite an unquantifiable thing really in terms of replacing Kyogo without really missing Kyogo for a while in that running scored the goal that clinched the league but also contributed a lot in the latter stage of that season and get, got Celtic over the line so I think you'd be counting your blessings to to want him to go if he does go I think you need to have a plan in place and this actually leads to another comment that um, I put up before Billy Billy Grant says need two strikers in January if, if Yakimakis goes I don't necessarily think you need two Um but is there a case to be made that you need the succession plan in place before he actually would go anyway? Same as what they've done with uh, O'Reilly and Rogic last year. Same, same as what they seem to be doing with Alistair Johnston and Juranovic. Is that the kind of thing, Aidan, that you'd be wanting to see? A striker come in the door as a harbinger of, of, of Yakimakis leaving rather than after he goes? Yeah, I, I think I definitely would like that. If, if he's going to be going in the next six months or whatever, I think that'd be the sort of best solution get the player in that can develop, can, that player can come in, play a few games, but, you know, if they're still taking a bit of time to adjust, it's fine because you've got one, if not two players in front of them. So, yeah, I think that'd probably be the ideal scenario if he is wanting to leave in the near future, I would say, but I know obviously things don't always work out like that. But yeah. um, I've had a couple of comments. I can't, I can't actually find it just now, but just saying that statistically, Yakimakis is, is the best of the strikers in terms of, Goal contributions. I can't. I can't find the. Uh, I can't find the comment. But just it was just to point out that still, despite the fact he has a really good like goal contribution this season, I think it's every 127 minutes he gets a a goal or an assist. Kyogo's is like 107 every every 107 minutes. So Kyogo still outstrips him in that in that case. But it doesn't need to be a direct com- comparison for me. They both contribute when they play, which is the main thing. Yeah, well, Beach Boys comes in and says this, Sean. We watched George Jackamakis and Kyogo struggle big time in big time games all year. Yet we are saying we can't replace these guys' goals. If we are to go to the next level, we need better than both of them. I'm not saying we can't replace them. I'm just saying buying on a profile doesn't mean that they will replace them. So there is always a risk in that. And I suppose there's a risk with any signing. But but, um, yeah, in terms of the kind of rationale that Jakimakis doesn't do anything necessarily outstanding that you can't find in the market for a good price. It is true, but actually finding someone that will come in and actually do it is a different yeah. kettle of fish entirely. Uh, a lot of things come into that, how they settle, their attitude in general, the, the kind of intrinsic motivation they have to succeed at a club like Celtic. Sometimes you shrink, sometimes you rise to it. Jakimakis rose to it, a Yeti shrank with it, and a Yeti out of the two of them is the guy you'd have probably have picked on profile to thrive in Scottish football. I agree with that. Nathan, do you agree with that? Yeah, uh, I think that's probably bang on, to be honest. And uh, oh, there's no guarantee, to be fair, even if you did go out and spend uh, a significant fee, uh, as Sean was talking about there, you know, the, the, the player would come in and be able to perform to either a better standard than Yakimakis or Kyogo or in terms of their goals anyway, like pull up some more stats. I mean, I know Sean highlighted Ayet as an example. It was someone who... He struggled a bit at West Ham, but you know, at Bow 
in the Swiss League, which you'd probably say at the very least would be relatively comparable to the Scottish League. And in the Champions League, he'd performed really well and scored a lot of goals. A lot of people probably thought with him coming in, having Eduard beside him, etc., it would have been a sort of recipe for success, and it wasn't. So, But I have a lot more faith now in terms of the recruitment, whether it be through Ange or you know, Mark Wall or whoever else behind the scenes is sort of coordinating the transfers, that mm-hmm. they would go out and get someone who was of a specific profile that sort of everything would be shaped that it would be a success, even if it's not an instant one. I mean, Tony, you obviously mentioned in your piece of Don Adiguchi recently that he's a sort of the exception to the rule in terms of transfers that haven't really worked. I know that was sort of maybe not the, the Japanese market you were talking about, but we kind of take it overall. The majority of Andrew's transfers have been really, really positive. Obviously, there's the odd one here and there on McCarthy and that we mentioned, but... I that's that, that's that indeed was an Ange signing as well. I would have that saying, but aye. That, that's, a, that's another that's a, that's another debate, isn't it? But uh, in terms of his overall recruitment and the club recruitment in the last sort of 12 to 18 months, I would like to think that if Jackie Marcus was to go, uh, that they would sort of recruit properly and it wouldn't just be a punt on somebody or a daft one or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, totally. I mean, Les comes in, echo what I'm saying. All the speculation about Jackie Marcus and Juranovic wanting to leave. I've not heard, uh, not actually heard the players saying they want to leave. Celtic and the That's the point we've all been making yourself, especially showing with the long contracts. So, yeah, I mean, uh, 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 the narrative will play out, won't it? That's the thing. We will we will find out uh, next month what happens with, with those guys. It could be a long month. It could be. I think it will be. I think we'll, we'll find ourselves sitting talking about uh, reports quite a bit. Uh, we tried our best in the summer to not necessarily sit every day and talk about every single report. Certainly didn't expect to pull the trigger on every report for a scouting yeah. report either. But we, we try and we try and kind of use a bit of wherewithal about what ones we can uh, give credence to and what ones we order the full blown scout reports for and stuff like that. But I'm going to put this up, Andrew Galea. This window, Celtic need rid of three midfielders. Uh, that'll do if we bring another striker. And then the last bit is what I want to concentrate on. Remember, Albin Ayeti is still on the books, which of course he is. He's on loan at um, Sturm Graz, Tony. Yeah. I mean, I think it's time for a parting of the ways with Albin Ayeti and then the three midfielders he's talking about. I'm assuming he's talking about McCarthy, Idaguchi and a another, maybe Abogad. Could be Abelgard. I, th- I think you need to wait and see what happens with him, isn't it? Yeah, um, the Russia situation as well. But, but Scott Robertson's been linked away as well, isn't he? Yeah. So that could be wrong. Uh, you, m- you missed that one, Aidan. You missed that. You were away gallivanting when we spoke about Scott you, Robertson. You, you, were away <laughs> doing, you were away doing your Marcel Marceau act when we were talking about uh, Scott Robertson. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. You're, you're late to the party in that one, but hey. It was a, a an honourable mention. We'll give you a nod to that. All right. <laughs> in terms of uh, in terms of Vietti, you're kind of hoping that whether it's Sturm Graz or whether it's someone else likes to look with him while he's out there. So you're kind of hoping that someone puts in an offer uh, either in yeah. January at the end of the season, aren't you? I think he's yeah. only got three goals in I think less than nine hundred minutes, which isn't great really. But he was he seemed to be. We carried an interview with him on the, the website I think last month. He, he seems to be kind of getting some confidence back in his game, which I think you could you could visually visibly see. We had lost him, that had deserted him at Celtic, um, and that's another thing that factors into the kind of whether you're a success or a failure is how how you embrace that, how, how your your confidence, how you feel uh, when you got on the park. I, I think Ayeti clearly was devoid of confidence at Celtic, um, and I think that affected his actions on the field of play. But 
if he's getting up a bit of confidence at Sturm Graz, whether it's them or, as I say, whether it's someone else likes the look of him, he's still one of those players that I'm expecting someone somewhere to look at and, like Celtic did, say we could get goals at him. Yeah, of course. That, that, that's the bottom line, isn't it? Yeah. And, uh, and you know, it's a yet he's a strange and curious case, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. You know, he, he really has. It's just then people forget that he's still on Celtic's ways, Bill, and books. And uh, he's very much the forgotten man. And I think uh, I think there just has to come a natural termination of that contract uh, in January because it probably suit both parties and uh, wish Ajeti all the best. Some players, as you say, Sean, you, you sink or swim. Mm-hmm. You, oh, sorry, you... Yeah, well, we come to Celtic, and unfortunately, Jetty's sunk, you know, without trace, basically, and you just don't see him having any future at Celtic. So it's best if that uh, agreement was terminated mutually, and mm-hmm. everybody can move on. That's pretty much it. Yeah, I, I think um, rather obviously rather than terminate mutual termination, obviously we hope it's a an offer, a decent offer, maybe a couple of million or something like that, trying to recoup something. Yeah. Uh, but I think I I think his his ship has probably sailed at Celtic. I don't necessarily see him coming back and actually getting getting game time. I don't know if his profile really fits anyway. He got a couple of games and he did score a couple of goals, but I go back to that Dundee United game, rightly or wrongly, that still sticks in my mind that I don't know if it would maybe stick in Andrews as well. When you you wanted him to stand to stand up and be counted, he didn't, he shrunk. Yeah. And um notably, visibly shrunk in that game. Um it was a... Uh, it was Jota really that came to the four, the four, having only come in the door a couple of weeks before it. Um, he marked himself out as someone he, even when when it's going against the team would continually want the ball, would continually take the shots, take the dribbles, take the crosses on. And I yet he missed a sitter and then went into his shell. And I think that that has stuck in a lot of people's minds, uh, rightly or wrongly, as I say. I'm going to put this up for you, Tony, before we we start winding down. Uh, Beach Boys again saying. Uh, Celtic have scouts and a manager who knows um, what he's doing. Yakimakis was found from a relegated Dutch team. You can't be scared to sign big just in case he doesn't settle or score. Then you wouldn't sign anyone. Now, I do agree with that in principle. What I would say is, can you call Yakimakis signing big? Because I don't think you can. I think that is m- most of that signing was a punt. A big punt, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. So I don't think that I don't think that's fair to say you can't be scared to sign big and then use Yakimakis as an example because I think in, to, a, to a great degree that was a hope rather than a, a signing big type scenario but it's obviously worked out which is why I'm saying sign a profile it could go one or two ways and a lot of that is not to do with the profile itself but the the character of the guy that you're signing. And just told you the way he signs players Aiden, the way he goes about signing players he's told us time and time again that he, he envisages people playing in his team. So George's Jackamakis was obviously somebody he envisaged playing in his team and doing exactly what it said on the tin, scoring goals because he scored in a league and was a top scorer for a club that got relegated. So Ange thought he could do a job at Celtic and he has. So that's the way he sees players fitting into his system. So I think that's the way, well, it is the way Celtic go about their business because the manager has told us that. Yeah, it does seem now that pretty much every player's been brought in uh, because the, the manager thinks or at least hopes that they can uh, fit the system and do the job he wants to do. Just in terms of the sort of Yakimakis original transfer, I do kind of agree with what Sean was saying in terms and what you were saying as well, Tony, in terms of it basically being a punt because he'd only really had one 
admittedly, it was a very good season given the circumstances with his team and the quality of the league, etc. But he'd only really had one good season, which got before he came to Celtic, which given obviously his age and that, that was why people were slightly concerned. But obviously, there's no doubt that it's worked out. But I think probably in that case, that I would I would Celtic sign a player this January or this summer that had Yakimakis's record as in before he joined Celtic, sorry. Now, I, I don't know if they would, to be fair. Uh, unless, you know, maybe they had, it was somebody on a list and they'd exhausted five, six, seven, eight options or whatever in front of that. Just, I think they'd be wanting either sort of younger players or people that get more sort of consistent records. But Yakimakis does show that if you do take a punt on somebody, it can work. But I don't think you'd be wanting that to keep in too much to the overall transfer strategy. And I, I don't think it will, to be fair. Uh, I've got that there's plenty of comments on a Yeti here, but I have dug out that interview that I was saying we, 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 run, we ran with him last month, so I've put the, that in the comments there. And it actually, what, what made me think to dig it out there was um, the Edward DeVos' comment here. Funny thing is, a Yeti, a Yeti is not bitter but grateful for Celtic. And it does kind of come across in that. It doesn't take um, shots at the club. It, doesn't, it does mention the, uh, the change in formation affected them, which is something Aidan mentioned at the start of the Ayeti conversation. It was kind of brought in to play up front with someone. It kind of changed a wee bit and it didn't work to his benefit. He mentions that. He also mentions about Neil Lennon, um, maybe a, a different side to what you would expect Neil Lennon, especially the way that he's painted now. Um, he was far, according to Ayeti anyway, he was far more trying to motivate the players at that point in time rather than shouting and balling at them, which I think is the perception that people have of Neil Lennon. Um, Ayeti contends that he he thinks he he says that in his experience he was he was trying to trying to help them, uh, trying to get the best out of them and different. So I've put I've put the link to comments. It's it's worth a read. Um, and and yeah, well, I suppose we'll just need to see what happens with Ayeti Tony come the summer. Indeed, well a lot of players. We need to see what happens a lot yep. in January as well. But mm-hmm. you know what we've got Thursday, Friday, domestic football returns on Saturday, guys. Yeah, it's well and truly on Celtic playing Aberdeen at Petodre, half twelve kickoff. We'll build it up from tomorrow. I would have thought, Sean. Yes, from tomorrow, I Friday will be the big, the big return of the preview with the. Well, we might not do the predicted 11s in full because we'll wait for the presser Ooh. for that. But the score predictions can be done certainly, which is always fun in games. Yeah, just can't wait for the return to domestic football. Yep, Sneaking World Cup semi final tonight, France Morocco. Enjoy that if you're tuning into that. Yeah. But yeah, we yeah uh, we are we eagerly await the return of domestic football. Now, I direct your attention to the strap line running along the bottom. As always, you subscribe to the Celtic Way and enjoy top quality journals. We've always got an offer on for you, and this month it's for Merry Christmas deal or festive deal, where you can get twenty five percent off the yearly rate. For a limited time, it takes it down to £26 for a year. Or if you subscribe, you get it costs you just a pound for two months of full access to everything that's written on the website. And all you do is hit a button, and that button is www.celticway.co.uk forward slash subscribe. That's www.celticway.co.uk forward slash subscribe. That's almost a first half, guys, there. Nearly 45 minutes of a wonderful Wednesday. But there you go. I'm away to celebrate my wedding anniversary with no wife as she's working <laughs> wonderful isn't it and also 
Shocking from Caroline Tony, shocking. <laughs> I know, imagine I'm going to work, eh? <laughs> yeah, to pay for the new kitchen, things like that. Eh? <laughs> Outrageous. And also, something's arriving in the post today for my good self. It's my new book. Oh, yes, I. So, uh-huh. so I think Brian said he's ordered it as well, and it's coming today. So, hopefully, that turns up and the Amazon man can get over the icy hill, at least in the house. <laughs> But hey, he might not. He might not. But there you go. So yeah, I'll enjoy my anniversary alone, chaps. That's that's the way. It's probably the secret of a healthy relationship, Aidan. Bear that in mind. That's a, a wee tip for you from your old dad there, all right? But oh, guys, the <laughs> <laughs> Aidan, thanks for your contribution. Sorry about your technology letting I, you down. I know. Uh, I only apologise for. When that. we got you back, you were on form. Sean, first class as always, sir. You're just yes. a new man, but your heating being fixed. It's, it's it. I look less like a corpse when I've got heating on. It's wonderful <laughs> to watch. It's a joy to watch. Guys, thanks for your comments. Uh, a healthy debate today, was it not? Yep, it certainly was, yep. Uh, we enjoy it. Uh, thanks a lot, and we'll do it all again tomorrow. Take care. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Tori. Cheers, Aidan. Cheers, guys.